This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're pleased to have performer and storyteller Jillian Rhodes, who's in town for a performance. Jillian, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. So first, a bit about you. Where did you grow up? And where do you live now? And how did you get from one to the other? Because that is the journey, indeed. I grew up in Evergreen, Colorado, which is it's not too far away from here, I guess. Went to, went to high school at Clear Creek High School. And from there, I have embarked on a, a wild journey, which has led me around to many different places in the world. But currently, I live in Lahore, Pakistan, where I've been for about five and a half years. And your international journey started by studying in Paris, you were telling me earlier. That's correct. My sister, Hillary, studied abroad in Oxford, and, and I wanted to do everything that she did. And so since she had a great time, I also had to study abroad. So I went to Paris and was just transformed by that year. And after that, I, I thought I must continue to travel. So I had the opportunity the year after to go to Cambodia and teach choreography workshops with a from a classmate from my university days. And that began the journey. That was in 2012, and it hasn't stopped since. So, Jillian, your parents and your sister live right here in Westcliff. I suspect that has something to do with you being here. It does, actually. It is the reason I'm here. I come back to visit my family about once a year, and they've lived here in Westcliff for about two to three years. So this is my second trip back to Westcliff. And uh, this year, my mom, who is the co-director at the library, suggested that we, we do something. So the library is, is sponsoring this production of mine, which is just, I'm just so thrilled about it. Great. We'll talk a lot about your performance. But before we get away from geography, give me two or three things that are really different from Lahore, Pakistan, and Westcliff, Colorado. <laughs> Only three. <laughs> they couldn't be more different. Um, well, Lahore is a, is a huge city. It's um, probably 15 million people. Um, wow. So in comparison, that's just the size of the of the place is, is incredible. Lahore is a big city, a big metropolis, lots of traffic. Westcliff has a lot of tourism. Thus far, Lahore doesn't have as much tourism though it has some incredible archaeological sites from the Mughal Empire. Most of the tourists in Pakistan go to the northern areas, which is, you know, the Karakaram and the Himalayan mountains are all in the north of Pakistan, so it's beautiful. And the food is very, very different. Here, obviously, it's a, it's a very different cuisine. In, in Pakistan, I eat a lot of dal and spicy foods, mm -hmm. turmeric and coriander and kind of these really spicy, spicy foods. And here there's eight restaurants that serve hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So what would most of us have the hardest time adjusting to if we moved to Pakistan? Oh, that's a good question. The traffic, actually. Most, of, most people coming from outside, coming to Lahore, have really trouble adjusting to the traffic. It's, it's really wild. There's no real traffic laws and mm -hmm. everybody drives all over the place. I mean, I do too because I, I have a motorcycle, so I drive... All over the place, like everybody else, but because um, that's the rules of the road. There, exactly. You just you, you just gotta make it happen. You love living overseas, but are there things you look forward to when you come back to the states? 
Mexican food. <laughs> mm. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's one of one of the few things that I can get in Colorado that I can't I have not found anywhere else. There's a certain familiarity you have with places that you grow up, so it's nice to kind of touch that every now and then. And it's nice to to reconnect with family. I think that's the main thing that I miss mm-hmm. is just the family. I've had occasion to live and work overseas, and knowing the local language really opens things up. So it's it was always a high priority for me. How do you make that happen? It's a high, high, high priority for me. It's one of the first things. If, I, if I've decided that I'm going to live in a place for any longer than six months, then I, I do my best to learn the language, at least enough to speak with people. Because I find that not just it allows you to make friends and community, but you just understand the culture better. The laws and, and the rules of the culture follow the rules of the language. Mm-hmm. So it just makes it easier for you to live in a place. So I just do everything that I can to learn it. Good, good. Let's talk a bit about your performance skills. So I started in ballet, classical ballet, when I was five years old. And I, I studied ballet for many, many years. I quit for a while as a teenager because I was bored. And I learned a bit of circus, um, you know, the aerial silks. I used to be able to juggle. I don't know if I still can. I can ride a unicycle, which has come in handy, actually, in a few countries <laughs> that I've been in teaching the silks. Um, in university, I, I, I majored in dance, and I learned a lot of contemporary dance and choreography, composition, And those are kind of the main core of the work that I've done over the years, movement-based choreography, dance movement, Um, though I try to bring in storytelling because that's been something I've been doing informally with family just for years, as long as I can remember just telling stories. So that's kind of the main, you know, there's dance, there's movement, and there's storytelling. Along the way, I've learned to act a little, I've learned to model a little, I've been in commercials, I've choreographed for films, I've choreographed for TV. So I've, it's kind of, but it, it, it comes down to performance and storytelling, which is how I introduce myself now. This very week, you're putting on two performances on Saturday night at the historic Jones Theater. That's Saturday, August 19th. The library is also involved, uh, as your your mother is uh, part of that, as you've mentioned earlier. What might folks expect uh, if they come to your performance? Yeah, that's correct. We're doing uh, two shows, one at 2 p.m., one at 7 p.m., and the entrance is free. We're not charging tickets. Um, the library is sponsoring it. However, if people do want to help with the production costs, the donations are welcome. So what can you expect? Basically, it's um, it's a story. Uh, at, at its heart, it's a story. It's called Searching for Piero. And it's a story that I wrote, which centers around this little boy growing up in early 20th century. And he, he meets the sad clown, the Piero. And he realizes for the first time in his life that there's a person that plays Piero. And the search for that person's name leads him all over the city and it leads him to the freak show and the opera and he meets all these different characters. And so the, the performance is it's 65 minutes roughly. It's just a story, though I'm playing the different characters and the and I'm 
telling the story but also playing the characters at the same time. So it's a one-person play, and um, it should be a lot of fun. I've done this piece once before in, in Pakistan, and it was, it was very, very well received. So I'm really looking forward to doing it here. When you did it in Pakistan, it was in English. Uh, yes, it was in English. Because it was an English-speaking audience. Yeah. Uh, given that, how will you play it differently here in Westcliff? Would, or, or will you? Well, the piece itself will remain the same. The story will remain the same. Every time I do a piece, it's slightly different because I know it better and I adjust it, I edit it. I think even maybe the characters might be more recognizable here than they were in Pakistan. But somehow, you know, even though the the sort of culture that I was describing, nonetheless, the audience in Pakistan was very engaged with it. So let's see how it plays here. See how it plays in Peoria, as they say. Indeed. <laughs> what was your inspiration for putting this piece together? A bit of a long story. So I have created these four characters as artistic alter egos for myself. And there, there's four of them. There's the girl in the red dress, the man in the suit, Piero, and the monster. And I wanted to write a story in which all of these characters appeared. And I did. And then after I wrote it, I just one day had the idea, what if I made this into a play? Mm-hmm. And the, following the what if is what lev- led to this performance. Okay. Now, if people wanted to know more about you, you've got a website or an email that they could use to contact? Yes, definitely. So my website is um, com and... I'm on Instagram as well and YouTube as Jillian Rhodes Official. And if, yes, if people want to discuss the creative process or, or have questions or, or would like to talk to me further about my work, I am contactable on email, jillian.g.rhodes at gmail.com. Okay. This is a one-person show that you're doing here. Uh, when you're back in Pakistan, do you work with uh, groups uh, for in performance? I have. I do a lot of solo work. I do a lot of solo work, and that's been consistent since Korea. But in Pakistan, I have performed Bangra with a local cultural dance group. And one of my favorite um, performances that I've done in Pakistan, it was called Jillian Plus One, and it was five duets with local Pakistani artists. One was not a duet, actually. It was an architect friend who choreographed for me but it was five different collaborations with local artists and, and I put it on stage at a local performing arts space and it was, it was really cool. Okay. As we run out of time, a couple other things. Rumor has it that you're an astronomy buff, an astrophysics buff. Yes. Uh, has the sky in this dark skies community been kind while you've been here or has it been cloudy? Well, it's been very cloudy. However, it cleared up for a, a, a couple hours, not last night, but the night before. I think it was maybe Saturday night, Friday night or Saturday night. I went out at 4 a.m. and the sky was clear and there were meteors galore and it was just delightful. We're in the midst of the Perseid meteor shower. The Perseid right? meteor shower. Yeah, actually the peak is right now. So if it clears up at night, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., you can see 20 to 30 meteors You know, in an hour. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Perfect. Uh, Jillian, you've been a lot of places in the world. Is there a place or two that you would tell folks, hey, if you ever get close to here, you ought to check it out? 
I think the one the one place that always comes up in my mind is a place called Kep in the southern coast of Cambodia. And it is, as of now, still fairly underdeveloped. It has the best crab market in the entire world. And it has this, it's not a beach, but it's just a little place where you can sit and watch the water. The sunsets are amazing. And it's just, it's the most peaceful place I've ever been. Um, And so in my mind, that's, and the other place is the northern areas of Pakistan. There's a there's a hotel in Gilgit, Baltistan, which is in the northern areas. And from that hotel, you can see this mountain. Its name is Rakaposhi, and it's one of the it's in the top ten tallest mountains in the entire world. Mm. And it's the most captivating thing I've ever seen. To just you, you it, the the scale of this mountain cannot be described. It's just astonishing. Thanks for those. Jillian, we're running out of time, but your performance is this very week, Saturday, August 19th at 2 o'clock and 7 o'clock at the historic Jones Theater. Any final thoughts on that performance? The only thing that I have to say is that I'm just, I'm so excited about bringing this performance to Westcliff, and I'm so excited to perform it. It's one of the best stories that I've ever written, to be honest. Um, and that sounds like I'm tuning my own horn, but it's one of those things that just comes to you in, in creative fervor. And it's just, I love this story and I can't wait to share it. Great. We will look forward to that. We've been visiting with Jillian Rhodes, performer and storyteller, who currently lives in Lahore, Pakistan. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. and again on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. I'm walking on a rainbow.